Well, we need oh, to cool. say the tweet. <laughs> can, you, can you paraphrase? No, I just wanted to like, so we could start go. I, I found um, a way where we can do fade ins and fade outs. So like, if this okay. is all a bunch of dumb shit that we're saying. We can like make it really low volume. Yeah. Maybe have a little bit of music over it. Bronstein is our personal uh, song writer and song player. Shout out to Bronstein. Bronstein. And he progress on the tweet. No, it's cool. Forget the tweet. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, anyway, I wonder what it had to do with. Uh, something. Yeah, we're, we're in a pretty upbeat mood, I think, considering all that's happening. I uh, keep forgetting. <laughs> uh, so Chief was texting me all day. Uh, he's another guy who's been on the podcast before, and he's just, like, really sad. And I kind of just feel bad for him. He's been texting me, like, all day. He's just like, yeah, this is, this is depressing. I'm just in shock. <laughs> Just like, yeah, man. That's been the general vibe of everyone I've spoken to as well. They're all just depressed. Yeah. And, like, I, I rode the path for the first time. Like, I don't usually get the path to work, but I rode it today. It was, it was silent. But I guess the path is always silent. But I was, like, when I got to work, yeah, it is. people were talking. They were like, yeah, even on the subway in today, it was silent. <laughs> I was like, ah, well, subway's yeah, usually it's silent. It's silent. I guess it's a little more silent. I was on the path last night at 2.30 or so, and it was just everyone just looking at their cell phones, completely stone-faced, like, holy shit, mouth open. You were on the path at 2.30 a.m.? Actually, that's not true. Let's <laughs> <laughs> start with a lie. I think you were I, on the path at night? 12.30 or so. Okay. It was late enough that people knew they were fucked. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, um, I was following the Vegas odds for most of the night, and at 8.45, Hillary was minus 750, so it's like, 88, 89% chance, and by 10 o'clock, it had reversed to the same percentage, but for Trump. I know. What the hell happened from 845 to 10? We were at dinner with your dad, and he was saying, hey, don't be surprised if Trump wins Florida, and we kind of mocked him. You could do a better Kenny voice. He's like, hey, don't be surprised (laughs) if Trump wins Florida. We kind of mocked him. Yeah. Ken, you're an idiot. Ken, she's she's minus 300 right now in Florida. And I, I think I said at one point, at minus 750 odds, I would bet my life savings that Hillary wins. And I was like, yeah, I think she'll win too, but it's minus 750, so, like, don't bet it. I you was did not, right? enough to bet my life savings on it. and then Ah, this picture of Nate Silver. She did not win, yeah, bewildered Nate. That, with, that looks like the background to our pod for this episode. Yeah, oh my god, that's <laughs> definitely it, yeah. So whoever's listening will have already seen the picture. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely it. Nate was so just flustered and... Nate had a rough one. Yeah. <laughs> The, um, well, to give him some credit before we just trash him, his, uh, his model, the 538 model, had Trump with a much higher percent chance of winning than everybody, than everybody else. I mean, he still only had it at, I think it was 30 or 29 the morning of the election, yesterday morning, but he had Trump around 35%, 40%, somewhere in that range over the weekend. Where every so other like, predictive model had him, like, not even higher than 10, right? Yeah, and some of them were 99 to 1 on yeah. election morning. It's crazy. Yeah, like, how do you... There's so much unknown in the polls. How did you... How could anyone have thought 99 to 1? Well, the reason I was so pissed at Silver is that he, he made it sound... Or on election night, if you went to his website... Sure. Like, the odds weren't really going down that much for Hillary, and on the New York Times, they were collapsing. And so he was the only thing keeping me sane for, like, a couple of hours. Oh, I fell, I fell for the same trap. Yeah. Well, he explained why that was. Right. I didn't fall into the trap because I, I happened to catch his tweet at the beginning of the it. of the results that um, he was only doing updates as uh, – he was waiting until after the states were officially called by ABC News. So – which they're, is crazy. Yeah, like, what's the point? That's well, not, it was just to keep the purpose it, of being a predictive measurement. Well, he, he wasn't trying to predict like a live prediction. He was trying his prediction. The whole purpose was just to give everyone the forecast for the two years leading up to the election, not just last night during it. Because there's there's so much unknown with the polls coming in, and th- I think at one point there was there were states getting called, and then they called them back, and. There, there's a whole mess, so I think he just wanted to be sure before he was updating the model, which it made him slower, but at least it was a little more reliable than a lot of the other ones. I don't know. I don't fault him for the the model being wrong because that's just the polls that were messed up. But right. 
I mean, he's one of the most well-known statisticians in the world. I think he's got to be the most. I don't fault him for being wrong, but he butters his bread on the fact that he's good at this. All you have to do is update the precincts as they come in and feed that into the model. It's yeah, pretty, it's pretty straightforward. Right. You've got millions of people on your website trying to figure out if their lives yeah. are over or not. But if you listen to him in his interviews, he'll he constantly hedges against himself. He'll say, "Yeah, I don't. My models say this, but I'm not really sure. Like the percentages say this." He he's always always doing. That so I don't, I don't think he butters his own bread. I think even no, in, no, no. What I mean by that is like he, like he's famous because he's the guy that is able to predict elections. Like, right. Who heard of Nate Silver before two thousand eight? His website is literally named after the number of electoral votes. It's five thirty eight. Like that's yeah. his thing. You know, I, I didn't even know that. I didn't really? know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no one. Well, no one's ever going to forget how many electoral. Wait, at least you two guys yeah. won't well, forget so the number of votes anymore. They haven't called out five thirty eight anymore. Or or yeah. Anything. They haven't. There are some states that haven't What's been the called. Point? I don't know what they there's have no point in calling anything anymore. Yeah. <laughs> there's <laughs> no the point. Suicide hotline. There's no point in living. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. God. Wait. So can you explain? I have no idea how. Like, why was he so far off? I mean, obviously everybody was very far so, off. So like Nate. Let's go back. Like 2008, he got 50 out of 50, right? Mm-hmm. 2012, what did he get? Like 80 percent of the. No, no, no. Right? I think he got 48. It might have even been 49 out of 50. 49 well, out of 50. So this this year, how many did he get right? Like, uh, well, they're not all day. in, but the, well, this year was a bit different because he had a few states somewhere between three and six. I forget exactly, but he had a bunch of states where he was predicting an exact toss up, or 50 and a half to 49 and a half. So he wasn't even picking a winner for a lot of those. But oh, in, in 2008, it was a lot more clear-cut most of the states. Yeah. I think that there were only really four swing states in 2008. And, and maybe only two of those were really toss-ups where it was even like within 55 and 45%. So it was a much easier election to predict. And still no one else did it. He was the only one. Yeah. But he would even say after that he got lucky yeah. to get them get any all to get all the near coin flips right is lucky. Right, right. Um, but yeah, this year there was a lot more unpredictability with two candidates that People just people were rating so unfavorably. Um, there were more swing states, and then he didn't miss by that much. I mean, Hillary Clinton won, or at, to this point, is winning the popular vote. Barely though. Yeah, but Did she really. I but didn't know his project, yeah, his projections had her winning the popular vote by I think a forty-eight percent to forty-five percent margin, like only three or four percentage points. And if she wins by one or two. He didn't really miss by much, but yeah. Trump won a lot of states by very close amount. Yeah. So in terms of electoral votes, he he kind of just he got hot. I don't know. He, yeah. I mean, he happened I, to win. He just happened to win a couple I, states I guess, by close no amount. It's no surprise to say this, considering I don't know how many electoral votes there are, and I don't know. <laughs> well, you know now. I don't know much, but I didn't know Hillary was winning the popular vote. So yeah, I don't follow politics, but I had no idea that there were so many states that were like fifty fifties like that. I thought it was pretty yeah. clear cut in most of them. I had no idea these battleground states. Like when your dad was saying. Oh, Trump might win Florida. I was like, Ken, come on, buddy. That's silly. Yeah. And like, I had no idea that there were so many states just up for grabs, and they all win Trump's way, right? Yeah. Well, there was another projection that Nate put out after the fact today where if you took 1% of Trump's votes in every single state and moved him to Hillary, so a two-percentage swing, she would have won – she would have had 307 electoral wow. votes. She would, have, she would have won in a landslide, yeah. It was, it was that, that close. Because wow. people were saying Trump landslide, but only because of the technical way the electoral college works. I also think people think that because the map was, like, very red and not much blue. Right. <laughs> but the, the blue yeah, but the blue states are denser and have more population. Right. Get the electoral – yeah. Right. I have to say I was most surprised by Ohio. That's my home state. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, what the hell, no? You know, this is Noah, by the way, people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it says his name on the website on SoundCloud and shit. They, they know already. I'm not. I, they didn't even count my ballot. I sent it absentee, and there's a way you can track it online. And they claim that they never actually got it, and they sent it like a week and a half ago. Well, it's your fault. So Rigged. If other people hear this podcast and you have the same situation. Let's we've got, we've got a conspiracy on our hands. Wait, so don't you have to send an absentee like a month beforehand? No, it just has to be postmarked the day before, but I sent it in like plenty of time. Really? Yeah. Well, there's rules in some states where if you do a provisional ballot or absentee, I forget yeah, exactly. Yeah, they count it like one day later, so maybe it didn't count yet. But right. So it's possible that the election could have changed today if it was that close. But Ohio wasn't. I think they were it, was, like, it was over 100,000 votes that yeah. he won. Yeah. It was crazy. He won it by like 10 percentage points. As of like two weeks before the election, she was predicted to win. And then he was predicted to win like by a small margin. And he blew her out of the water. It's pretty crazy. What happened? I think that's what everyone's asking themselves. So it makes no sense. <laughs> I um I don't remember if I talked about it on our last podcast. I don't remember, but 
there was, well, I found this interesting thing when I was asking people to rate the candidates on a scale of one to a hundred over the last couple weeks. People who voted for Hillary or said they were going to were like, Hillary's a 60 and Trump's a five. You know, they'd give a number right away. And the people voting for Trump were like, well, you know, I don't really know how to account for this and this. And they'd give this whole speech. And it was almost like they they were scared to admit or or embarrassed to admit that they were voting for him. Yeah. And that sort of got reflected in the poll numbers, too, because people didn't reveal that they were voting for him in a lot of cases. And the poll, the polling data was uh, skewed. People were holding it in. Yeah, yeah. That, that makes a lot, a lot of people prefer Trump, but didn't want to be scrutinized for it. I'd expected it to go the other way because the polls are, are kind of antiquated. They, first of all, they call us so many landlines still. And I don't know anyone yeah, who owns a landline. That's got to skew so far I can't right. name a single person. Yeah. Anymore. I don't know a single person My who landlord was landlord has a landline. <laughs> I guess that makes a some land sense. landlord landline. Yeah. And also, like, when they're, when they're calling people who speak Spanish as, like, uh, their first or second language. Or I guess probably first. First language. language. Yeah, sure. Uh, hold on. <laughs> isn't that your second language? Yeah. Fair enough. But anyway, if you're calling someone whose who's English isn't your first language, uh, like a lot of people just hang up on a pollster. And that was supposed to help the Democrats, too, because their votes weren't being accounted for. So the right. fact that it, the polls ended up being super wrong in Trump's favor was really surprising. Well, Trump did better with the minority votes than he was supposed right. well, to. Do you, so. do you know what the turnout was? Because I read that the, the minority turnout wasn't great. Like the I states, don't think it the was. The battleground yeah. states, Definitely Hillary was supposed Obama. to win because she was supposed to get those minority votes, and they yeah. just didn't turn out. Like that's I that's kind so. of yeah. an explanation that I read. But it's, I'm it's, pretty sure, Even yeah. Wisconsin, there wasn't a single poll in advance of the election that showed Trump carrying Wisconsin, and he won the state. That's it's inexplicable. I'm I'm trying to remember what Nate Silver had. I think he had it as close, but not that close. Maybe around sixty forty. I, I don't. Right. Know. But yeah, no one had him winning it. It was crazy. It was like two a.m. People were like, "What's going to happen in Alaska? Like, when do you ever hear that? <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time someone cared about Alaska?" I remember <laughs> Nate Silver tweeted sometime around midnight that. He was like, well, there's a Hail Mary chance where uh, Clinton's got a 13% chance to win Alaska, and that could be the way that she saves the election. It's like, oh wow, God. okay. I think I'll go to sleep now. The this people is- in Alaska didn't feel a moral obligation to save our country. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Well, yeah, the thing, like, um, I guess, like, today I've been hearing a lot is, like, like I said, like, people, everyone I talk to is just like, what happened? Like, how could this have possibly happened? Like, I guess, like, I guess you interviewed a lot of people that weren't saying they voted for Trump. I literally know one person who supports Trump. It's, it's Lefkowitz. Who's yeah, I know a few more, but... He's yeah. very vocal about it. I know yeah. a few more because I'm, I'm from Ohio. Yeah, but right. I mean, not even, you know like... Yeah, knowing, like, my personal friend group, the people I work with, the other people I interact with, my family, but even including, like, celebrities and including people I watch on TV. Like, I can, I can name a couple people that support Trump, but far and away, everyone I know supports Hillary. So that's why I think everyone in New York is kind of shell-shocked. Right. And something very, like, illuminating to me was that, like, how inaccurate everything was and how, like, we are in this huge city, this huge media hub of New York, but we are so out of tune to how middle America is yeah, actually thinking about it. And that was what kind of really was shocking me the most, the fact that we had no idea. We didn't, Like, I heard Hillary didn't even write a concession speech because she didn't even plan for this. Well, South Park didn't write an episode for Trump winning. They, uh, is that why they didn't The episode, I haven't watched, I guess you haven't watched it either. It was on tonight. Um, yeah, they had to write an episode in the middle of the night last night because they had planned on Hillary winning, so they made their episode it was supposed to make fun of it's Bill Clinton ridiculous. being the first male first lady or something, and they Damn. just had to scrap the Sounds entire like a thing. Great episode. Yeah, they should have just released both. But no one, no one even saw this coming, and then it happened. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's ridiculous that we are just so out of tune with the yeah. rest of the country. Like, I don't know if that's like true for. Everybody. Well, the bias makes sense in New York, considering the way New York voted. Yeah, New York was a New complete York and New Jersey, landslide. I think live. more so. Yeah, New York and New Jersey were as big of a landslide as any state for Hillary. So. Yeah, but the, the rest all, of the country is just so much different. Is that where all the polls were being made too? Because none of the polls well, no. had any idea either. I, I don't know. I don't think anyone expected him to win. I don't think he expected himself to win. Yeah. I don't think his kids did. Like no. all you heard about was them being pissed that the business brand was being like diluted because he was being an asshat. He was spending too much time in politics, yeah, not worrying about act- the business. Yeah, and then he actually <laughs> wins, and it's like, oh my god, I'm winning is be- actually bad for him. Yeah, I'm gonna have the Department of <laughs> Financially. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna make way less money now that he has to be True. president. Yeah, <laughs> he could have just been going on TV for however long for the next 
for the rest of his life just doing campaigns or ads or whatever. That would be very Trump-like, just to be like, just wanted to see if I could do it. Well, I thought he was going <laughs> to do it to spin it into his own media network, like the Trump television. So I think that was the backup plan, for sure. I think that was the A plan. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, fuck, what am I going to do now? Yeah. Like, like, I fucking won. What a shit. I don't think he even realizes. He's like a bloated, like, orange 70-year-old man who likes to golf. He doesn't want to get up in the exactly. middle of the night to deal with problems in Bulgaria. Mm-hmm. He just wants to, like, Does take he know a what Bulgaria is? Yeah, exactly. How old is he? 70, right? 70 on, on the, the dot. dot. Yeah, I think so. So he's got four years of this. No way he can handle the stress. Can we get an over on this? Worst <laughs> diet ever. Uh, are you suggesting? Oh, yeah. Wait, do you, are you familiar with Trump's diet? Oh, he just literally. Can you eats, take us through his diet? <laughs> I don't think he eats any vegetables or fruits. Like it's just hamburgers and French fries all the time. Well, he eats uh, Mexican food sometimes too. He ate like a taco, a year, like least. a taco, <laughs> taco salad once. Oh, oh. Go to Mayo. Yeah. <laughs> at least once a year. Shout out to my Mexican homies. <laughs> he's got to he's got to participate in the national holidays. I guess. Yeah. For, forget president. the xenophobia. I eat I eat taco salads. That's how you prove <laughs> that you're not prejudiced at all. I'm eating an orange, so I support Florida, but not really. <laughs> Yeah, Florida. Come on, Florida. <laughs> what happened, Florida? You know. racist fucks. That was such a turnaround. It looked like she was going to win by a lot, and the night would have been over, like 8 yeah. o'clock. And then she did She did not. Yeah. I don't think, I, I guess, uh, I don't want to call them racist. It's just people care so much more about the perception of having more wealth because of the economy. Right. And the, I don't even know if it's true that Trump is going to be better for the economy. I yeah, probably don't no believe he will be better. But well, it's not, a lot of people the do. And that's, crashing right now. So well, it, it, it bounced back. It bounced back today. But last night it was looking terrible. Literally, like trillions of dollars of wealth were just yeah. evaporating yeah. immediately. Yeah, but I guess everything was okay today. So that no, it's more yeah. long term than yeah, potential economic problems. Today. Yeah, pretty wild. It's just scary. So now we have all these people that are protesting that Trump is not our president. Yeah, yeah funny thing. Yeah, tell uh, us about that. <laughs> I was in the city tonight. Um, I was just hanging out and, um, I was in the city. I was going to a UFC 205 event, shout out to UFC. I was pumped for that. And uh, I was kind of near Penn station near the garden. And, um, I was walking out of the bar I was at and, uh, we heard like this huge roar and, um, we were like, what is that huge noise? And I was like, well, obviously that's the UFC. Like there's, they're broadcasting a live show in front of the garden for UFC. I was like, obviously that's gotta be for the UFC right there. And then the next thing I noticed, there's this huge crowd walking, storming down the street, nice. chanting, fuck Donald Trump, <laughs> fuck Donald Trump. I was like, oh cool. This is a protest. I'm, I'm in it <laughs> now. And it actually was kind of convenient because they were heading towards the garden, which is where I was going. So I kind of just hopped in line and, and paved the them. way for you to get home. Yeah, it was way quicker joining the protest than it was, uh, you know, waiting for lights and such and such. But uh, I was kind of shocked. I was like, wow, like, how did that organize? I mean, I'm not on social media, so I guess it's a lot easier to organize stuff than, than it would yeah, be. Yeah, there's Facebook events media. for, I've seen um, a bunch of them today. But yeah, it was immediate. Like, that, like, they were stormed through. Like, it was big. Like, it was a huge crowd. They had police escort. I saw at least 100 cops walking by them. Um, I also read something last night that Lady Gaga staged a protest in front of Trump's, uh, one of Trump's buildings at like three Jeez. in the morning last night. What do they think is going to happen? Madonna's protest. It's like, it's not reversible. That's the craziest part. Like there is nothing you can do. What I, I would, I would love to just get it. I don't know. The people who are mad are not, are mostly not the ones protesting, but the people that are actually out there protesting, like, what do you think they think? I don't know. I think they think that it's going to be as awful as it's probably going to be. What is the point yeah. of protesting? I don't know. I think maybe they're just trying to get people united to try to, I don't know, mobilize once he's in office. I guess it's going to make whatever problems he's bringing with the Whoa. divide in the country will be worse because of this. There's got to be at least, I mean, not even at least a small chance, probably a pretty big chance that he gets into this and he's just like we said, like... You know what? This is pretty hard. Um, it's not as much fun. Four as I years thought. doesn't sound ideal. You just resign. What, do I, what can I do? <laughs> like, how can I get out of this? Can someone? Can I like get a blowjob? Where's Monica? <laughs> <laughs> can someone blow me. <laughs> Quickest way to get impeached. His vice president, I think, would be even worse though. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the thing about Trump is like I don't think he actually believes anything. I right. think he just like an, is an opportunistic yeah. person who's like read the the electorate the right way at the right time. And uh, that's what makes him dangerous, just surrounding himself by people who actually do believe things 
and are unstable. Yeah, so now he's considering Sarah Palin for the cabinet. Is I, that true? Yeah. Nah. Considering. I mean, I don't know that's that it's satire. true, but I saw an article. That's I don't crazy. Know. Is that one of those articles that's it written wasn't, by an idiot? It, it, <laughs> it was on, a there were a couple links to it on Facebook. I think it came from the Associated Press, but I'm not 100% sure. Oh but it could have just been someone pretending to know what's going on. The, I don't know. The guy if that's true, that's nuts, though. The guy he like, just announced or like proposed for the EPA... Like doesn't even believe in climate change. Yeah, I saw that's that the, too. That's the scariest thing too. Yeah, like those are people who actually do have real convictions and are actually dangerous. Right, he will just put other Republicans that agree with him on the economy right. around him, and those people have scary views. Right, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know that we can have any understanding of what he actually believes at this point. But the fact that he's that he's so immature, so clearly unintelligent. And we don't know what he actually thinks. Like the potential for something really bad to come out of this is is higher. I don't want to say pretty high because it's not like over fifty yeah. percent that we're going to have a global catastrophe or anything. But it's much higher than it would have been if Hillary Clinton was president right. or when Obama was president. Even if we go from a one in a thousand, like a point one percent chance of having some sort of catastrophe, up to one in two hundred or point five. Like that's still horrible. Very significant. Yeah, I mean, we're probably going to be okay, but even that kind of increase is massive. Well, something I was following today was the reactions of other world leaders because I think I forget who tweeted it. I think it was. Um, I'm very I'm off on this, but I think it was a guy, one of the like political leaders from France, said that a U.S. election is a world election just because we have our hand in so much. It's shit. true. It's crazy. Um, but yeah. Yeah, this is the end. That was something I, <laughs> I was trying to figure out, like, how everyone else was reacting to it. Uh-huh. Um, and the people that are happy are Russia. <laughs> Russia's very happy, but they're not one of our allies. No. Um, a couple hate groups from France and the Netherlands were very happy. The KKK is happy. Sure. Um, it was actually surprisingly civil with some other groups. Like, uh, Israel was civil. Um... Iraq was actually civil. Their leader, the Pope, said uh, some nice things. Um, Mexico and Canada both said some okay things. Um, but the people that are pissed are like our biggest allies. Like Germany's fucking pissed. Yeah. <laughs> like England's pissed. Like it is bad for people that want America pissed. to do well, and that's and America the thing, won't do well. Right. That's the thing that terrifies me is that like Trump is openly saying fuck Mexico pretty much and Mexico's right next to us like NAFTA he wants to blow up NAFTA so Mexico and Canada whatever they're two of our biggest allies and he's gonna fuck them like, yeah. like he wants to fuck them. who knows if he'll go back on this but that's some part of his plan so that's pretty bad he has come down he's come down from his from some of his stances over the past year or whatever yeah, he definitely but not has too much um, yeah, he's he's less of a cartoon character, I guess. If you can say he went from two D to three D, but uh, <laughs> uh, okay. also he said he's gonna like blow up the whole. Wow, that was a bad pun, but it, I'm talking about like nuclear contract they had with Iraq for yeah. a nuclear disarmament or something. He said he's gonna completely ignore that. Iraq was like, we're still gonna honor the treaty, whatever. I am, I don't know much about it, but they they played it cool. But he said in the past that he's gonna blow that up, so it could lead to some like crazy shit. And I'm like thinking like. If he's like uh, like distancing our allies, and he's like he's banking on Russia being our biggest ally, we can't trust Russia for shit. Like so, no. like what? Where does that put us as a country? Like that's the scary. part We don't know. Me. That's what's sc- not knowing is really scary. Yeah. I- <laughs> Dark days. <laughs> I'm, I'm silenced over here. Oh man. Well, I think a lot of people will argue that change is good. Um, just exposing the flaws of the political system, of the voting process, of polling, that exposing all of these flaws is good. And it can be good, but it also can be really bad. Like, just because in the past, exposing problems, um, just because it's worked out in the past, doesn't mean that it always works out. There's potential for really, really bad stuff to happen from change. Change is not always good. I agree. I hear people making this argument all the time where they were making it before the election when it when it hadn't happened yet. It's like if you don't like the wallpaper in your apartment, like you change the wallpaper. Uh, you don't throw a grenade into your apartment and be like, hope something changes for the better. <laughs> like you're right. Things will be different, but they will also be insane and chaotic. Right. And maybe you'll end up uh, magically rebuilding your whole apartment and having a much nicer apartment seems because unlikely. of it. Yeah, it seems pretty unlikely. And we only remember the stuff that ends up good. You know, all of the um, 
all of the leaders and dictators that we've removed from power in the Middle East, they that get was a good thing. <laughs> well, no, a lot of the times they get replaced by worse people, yeah. and we don't. I, I I mean, sure, people know about the the stuff that hasn't worked out, but it's sort of a it's a it's a bias where we just choose to think that because sometimes good stuff happens from change that it you know it always is just as likely as it was the other time. Yeah. And it's not necessarily the case. Every situation is different. It's the grass is greener argument, pretty much. Like yeah. You think just because something's different, it will be better. And I think that's not even just politics. Right, and, and that's how people live their lives. Yeah, the grass is greener on the other side is obviously a fucking fallacy. Like, why would it be greener on the other side? But there's also the fear of the unknown, too. So it's like kind of... There's both, sure. Run, but I don't know. Why can't we just be happy with what we have? Well, it, it is bad for a lot of people. It's never going to be ideal, though. No, like, but... Um, the, the wealth inequality problem is very bad, which is part of the reason that New York and New Jersey vote so differently than the middle of the country. And with Trump, it's it'll get worse, not better. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I honestly kind of sympathize with those people. I mean, I'm from Ohio. There's a ton of Trump voters in my state. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's totally true. Like all these trade agreements, they benefit people on the East Coast. They benefit investment banks. If you're like a person living in rural America, like you're definitely getting screwed. Right. And neither party's yeah. reached out to you, and the Democrats definitely didn't reach out to them effectively. So like, yeah, yeah they freaked out, but it's kind of your fault that they freaked out. Does that mean that Trump's going to be helpful? And like, no. Yeah, like a lot of these people, like if you had a manufacturing job in small town Texas, now your job is in Thailand. Well, like Trump's going to be president. That job's not coming back because right. they're working for a dollar compared to your wage of $15. Like no matter what things he does, like you will, your labor will never be cheaper than their labor. That's just how global economics works. Right, which is what I don't really understand too because like a lot of the, like the middle, I mean, there's a lot of stuff I don't understand. I, like again, I'll admit I am very politically ignorant. Yeah, you know what you were talking about a little bit. Uh, I know some stuff. Fake it till you make it, kids. Um, <laughs> Good stuff. Um, so, like, Trump won a lot of middle middle America, but that's where a lot of those jobs have disappeared. So, oh, yeah. like, who, where is he getting the support from? Are these people thinking he's going to bring these jobs back? Like, I understand why the wealthy support Trump, but these people that are out of jobs and these people that have lost their jobs or, or like, on hard times, they want Trump, too, because... They feel like why? they have a lot less to lose, I think. They, they, they are more willing to accept change because they view their situation as so much worse than everyone else. But it always can get so much worse. I mean, even the poorest people in America are better off than the richest people, or not the absolute richest, but wealthy people in African countries, yeah, and maybe Mexico too. I'm not completely sure about that. But Never the um, this was from a book I read. It's called um, Effective Altruism, and it's written by um, this guy, William McCaskill. Who's Sounds like, fancy. It's fancy. The guy knows what he's talking <laughs> about. That's the only reason that I'm mentioning the name of the book and the guy. Um but it's something like the the amount of money you need to make for per year to be in the top 1% of the whole world not just america is about 50,000 maybe slightly higher than 50,000 and a $28,000 a year salary puts you in the top 5% and Pretty if nice. you if you make 28,000 in america you're considering yourself one of the poorer poor, yeah. yeah but that's wealthier than almost everyone in the entire world yeah I think it's about like the fact that their lives have been declining and it's not really clear why because it's complicated and I think very few people understand why. Economists can probably argue all day about why they're suffering. Yeah. But I mean Trump makes it easy. Oh, your your life is getting worse it's because of immigrants. It's because of these trade deals. It's because right. of the Democrats. And so people latch on to simple answers and a charismatic person. That's how that's what happens. Yeah. yeah. People are too impressionable for stupid things. That's part of the reason that a lot of the Trump supporters, I know Lefkowitz when he was on was saying stuff like this, is that he knows what that the, he knows that a lot of those people are prejudiced and bigoted, and he's just appealing to that side of them. Right. But he may also he probably is also prejudiced and bigoted. Maybe he's exaggerating it a bit to pander to them, but I mean, based on his track record of what he said in public and what he's done, oh, he, he's pretty clearly a bad guy. I just feel bad for all the women out there. Because there's going to be a lot more pussy grabbing. Oh, do you think that's the effect? <laughs> he's going to make that legal, right? That was part of his platform? Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that joke. <laughs> that's a bad joke. Uh, Can speak, we, speaking yeah, of that joke... Let's uh, talk we, about something less depressing. Well, I, I understand why Chief is so sad now. Yeah. I'm really sad right now. Well, uh, 
you, you segued into it a little bit. I wanted to mention the uh, Dave Chappelle thing because yes. we were at that show and we talked about it when he made. Oh, Dave Chappelle's a Trump supporter. Have you guys heard? Oh my no God, way. it's you guys ridiculous. Heard? No so, way. Oh, if you read the internet, you'll you'll see. So there was an article. Uh, he is from Ohio. Yeah, well, yeah, but he's not a Trump supporter. Uh, um, it is a dumb fucking article. Greg and I talked about it last week, and I, I didn't say the name of the website because I don't want to promote them, but I actually just don't remember. Well, no, um, I remember it. I remember, um, but... You can say it if you want. I remember. I'm not going to say it, though, because I was trying to find it, so I Googled it because I remember you had texted me the article, so I Googled it, and it wasn't just one website. It was I well, saw, like, results. It there was, yeah. like, four or five websites for reporting the same headline that... Uh, Chappelle comes out as Trump supporter, slams Hillary. He he basically says something along the lines of Trump is commendable well, he for was, being he so was, fucking stupid and still managing to well, be in this let's race. Let's preface it. He was doing a stand-up comedy routine. Yes. This was during his routine of stand-up comedy. Right. C-O-M-E-D-Y. Comedy, <laughs> in case anyone didn't... Uh, that's you know, how you spell comedy. That's how you spell comedy. You're Look it up. Dude. I can define it if you'd like as well. Um, but he went through. A, he was making fun of. He was making jokes. He's making fucking He's making jokes, jokes about how. Oh yeah, I respect Donald Trump. He takes what he wants. You know, he's got a card. Oh, I didn't know he could do whatever the hell he wants. Where do I get my card to do what I want? Yeah, it's, it's slightly misogynistic. Yes, it's slightly. He's kidding. But it's a fucking joke. To interpret that and as him supporting Trump is nuts. Right. Offensive. Okay, maybe supporting Trump. How do you perceive that? From exactly. That? And he's making oh, fun of Hillary because I mean he's got some good points now. She couldn't beat. The first black nominee for president and the biggest piece of shit to ever exist <laughs> on a political ballot. She couldn't beat either one of them, so he's like, I can't support Hillary for that. Really. Yeah. Um, but it's a joke. It's all like joke. And like this this article reported Dave Chappelle's stand up comedy routine. I don't think I, I let me say that one more time. Stand up comedy routine <laughs> as his political stance, which is just fucking absurd. That anyone that we're at the point where people are that desperate for like clickbait and headlines, or they're that just that dumb that they think to interpret something someone says in a stand-up comedy routine. Yeah, that is nuts. And that. a lot of the people that are falling for that are probably the ones that are saying hashtag not our president now too. And they're the people voting for Trump in Middle America too. Like. But it's it's um it's funny the contradiction that Trump wouldn't accept the results of the election and people giving him crap for that. And now the Hillary supporters saying we won't accept They're the results of the election. Results, yeah. Like how does how do wow. you not see the hypocrisy? What there? a big ball of irony! <laughs> oh my god, irony <laughs> is so <laughs> tight. <laughs> so, oh man, these people really need to shut the hell up. Yeah. Um, do you guys have anything else to say on the election? Can we talk about something else? You want to you want to move on quickly? To- what do you guys think? I'm curious about like these people who voted for Gary Johnson and these third party candidates. Uh, I voted for Gary Johnson. You did, <laughs> I, and I actually wish that I did. Um, I had a yeah, I had give us your reason. I had reasoning around it. Um, I did it because I live in New Jersey. Right. I vote New Jersey. There was a 98 percent chance Hillary was going to win New Jersey, so I could either have voted for Hillary or I could have not voted. Basically, that's how I looked at it. And like I realized this third possibility. It was not voting for Donald Trump a couple of days before the election. I, I've i been complaining about the two-party system for a while now, and it's like, I think the two-party system is one of the dumbest things ever. That we're, It's right. something that was established when George Washington became president, and we're still following it. When every other important country in the world has multiple parties, multiple platforms, multiple stances. So I was like, how can I directly attack that? So my rationale was, well, Hillary's probably going to win anyway. I'm yeah. really smart. Um, <laughs> she did win. No, she won New Jersey. You were right. Right. But... Um, so I figured Gary Johnson is the third most popular candidate. So based on the popular vote, say Hillary gets about 40, 45, 48, Trump gets about 45, Gary Johnson gets the rest. Uh, if Gary Johnson, like what did, what did third party candidates usually win at the popular vote? Like less than... Gary Johnson won roughly 5%. He won between won 5 up. and 6 this okay. year. Well, I thought people I were going to be so angry. It's usually would, less. They would share my consent. Yeah, that's pretty high, right? I think so. so. I thought if he got a high enough percentage of the popular vote, it would encourage more third party candidates. Like make Michael Bloomberg, maybe uh-huh. he comes out and runs under an independent party or something like no, that. No, it's perfectly so, reasonable. So I, my thought in doing it was to give them enough encouragement to run under the third party flag to say, oh, maybe it is possible to blow up this two-party system and do something about it. So that was my... I don't really support anything that Gary... I don't even know Gary Johnson's platform. Doesn't I thought matter. it was really yeah. funny when he made that wee joke that like someone said... He was on TV and like a reporter was like, 
people who smoke marijuana are more likely to die and he faked having a heart attack right after <laughs> she said that. I thought that was funny and that was enough for me. <laughs> really. He, he's a, he relates to the people. Yeah, but I mean, I use my vote in kind of a strategic way to try to do right. something with it. Um, who knows if it'll work, but... Well, it didn't. Well, I guess well there were also 11,000 write-in votes for Harambe. Yeah, that's hilarious. No way. Yeah, yeah 11,000 oh, people. A, that's way more than 11,000 yeah. people. Yeah. Here's the thing. I, I respect that totally. It actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, the one thing that freaks me out about that, and this is kind of technical, is just if no candidate wins a majority in the Electoral College, which is something like 538 divided by 2, whatever that is. 269. Yeah, there you go. I'm there so we good go. at that. <laughs> well, they had silver mentioned it like every oh, yeah, five seconds. Someone knows the number. <laughs> oh, one less than 270. No, so if no magic one... <laughs> yes. That that's so... why you need 270, because it's one more than half. <laughs> yes. Go on. Yeah, so if no one gets to 270, and that's totally possible, like, Gore Bush was super close back in the day. I think it was like, uh, like 276, 268 or something. So if like w- even one third party candidate wins like one state and no one gets a majority, the House of Representatives just decide the election. They vote. They just pick. So it would have been honestly like I thought really strategic for the Republicans to nominate some like high profile Republican in just like, or some like random yeah. state that was a toss up. Like I don't know, yeah, Ohio nominate Kasich will run like third party. Mm-hmm. He carries Ohio, neither candidate's gonna win a majority, and the House of Representatives can just handpick who the president's gonna be. And like it's controlled by Republicans right now. You think so the, Repu- well, the Republicans would have? Yeah, they would have gotten whoever they wanted. They so wouldn't have been Trump. Maybe probably. it would have been Trump. Who knows? Well, but they like, couldn't figure out who they wanted. And that's how they wound up. With but Trump, isn't that yeah. crazy? You can just have one candidate who has like a small yeah. amount of success. So what is it? Yeah, what is the requirement for getting that? Would he have to win a state? Or uh, it just like if he wins a big enough state, it would probably be enough to make it so neither candidate gets to two seventy. Right. And Ohio is how many electoral votes? Oh uh, yeah, so they have to do that to block off the electoral. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's not. I feel like that rule has to change, and then we can like talk about a like a multi-party system. But right. I agree with like what you're saying. That yeah. two-party well, in New, New Jersey or New York or any state where you have one candidate that's certainly going to win, 99 whatever percent, that's where it makes sense to vote third party because right. you're not going to have what you're talking about where the third party candidate might actually win the state. Because right. if 10% of people in New Jersey voted for Gary Johnson and all of those votes came from Hillary Clinton's side, she'd still easily have won New Jersey or New York or California or wherever. Um, I guess for me, the way I tried to view votes is that votes are a resource and the best way that you can use your vote is the way that you should do it. Um, The only really big problem with that is that if people don't vote for their preferences in general, then you don't end up with the ideal society where people are actually represented in terms of their beliefs by the the leaders, but that's not happening anyway. People that, so in a, in a realistic world, trying to make the most realistic choice, you don't need to just vote for Hillary Clinton because you prefer her to Donald Trump. If you're in a state where she's certain to win anyway, um, at the time, I think it was only 96% for New Jersey. And I'm so against Donald Trump that I, I was willing to say this, the bare minimum chance, the most microscopic chance that he could maybe win New Jersey and that my vote will matter. I'll just vote for her. Yeah. But I I think that doing, if I had 50 votes and I could, you know, if I got to vote on behalf of 50 people, I'm sure I would have used some of them for Gary Johnson at at least half, I think. And there's also the idea of these protest votes too, where people who are like, I don't like Hillary. I don't like Trump. I'm going to, Use my vote as a form of protest and well, vote, for Garrett, or vote for Harambe or vote well, yeah. for that dude in Utah who almost beat Hillary or, or vote for myself. Yeah, right. Or Spider Man, whoever the fuck. Yeah. What, how uh, pathetic is that for our generation that 11,000 people in the most important election probably of our lifetime voted for right. Harambe? A dead monkey. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been way more useful for those people to just vote for Gary Johnson. He would have gotten even more exposure and more credibility to the third party candidates and. That would have yeah. been a good thing. Well, I think Trump winning in and of itself is going to lead to that too. Like, yeah. I think, I think you're writing an article about this right now, but like yeah. negative can produce positive. Right. I think there's very, very you know good chance of that happening with Trump. We're going to have to go through four years of uncertainty and maybe yeah. probably madness to get to this point. But I think a lot... It's going to bring out a lot of people who should be running for president, like Bloomberg types, people who have a lot of power mm-hmm. and influence. They're going to come out and say, like, we're not letting this happen again. And right. the 2020 election, 
Kanye, sorry, buddy, love you, but you don't have a fucking shot. <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, not, You're gonna not be, a, there's gonna be actual people. This is not. Up. This is the last celebrity president. Well, or it's we'd have that for the rest of time. Yeah. Like, oh my god! Who the fuck knows which way it's gonna go? I feel bad for Hillary Clinton. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. the the I want to mention the thing you said um, about change and how it can be good. The way I look at drastic change, like the kind that we're about to have, it's kind of like a bungee cord where it comes back up usually. Like typically things break and then they repair and they're better for what they were. But if the cord stretches too far and it just snaps, then everything is fucked and it takes forever for it to get back to where it was. And that can happen. It's happened in other countries in the world and just because it's never happened here. I mean, the sample size that we're dealing with with America, we've only been a nation for a couple hundred years. So just because nothing that bad has ever happened before... It doesn't mean it can't if things get too bad and there's some sort of social uprising from too much inequality in the country and people are just completely fed up. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's highly, highly unlikely, but that possibility of it happening just got a little bit higher. And that's pretty scary. So I think people are are right to be scared, but yeah, stop doing the hashtag not my president thing because... That doesn't help at all. If anything, that makes the divide worse. Ugh. So, um... Fuck. What else? What were you... You want to say where you were coming from when you walked through the protest? Because I thought that, that was kind of cool event you went to. Um, that's not where I was coming from. I was coming from a bar after work. But, oh. Uh, well, where, where, where are you for? You know where um, I'm going. So, UFC 205 this weekend in New York. Um, the only thing keeping me not depressed right now. Um, <laughs> I'm a huge UFC fan. Get, get more into it. You're excited. Uh, You're very excited. We just had a very depressing conversation. We're trying to pick it back up. I feel bad for Noah. Like, we usually we, we have lots of really good funny conversation no, this was helpful I needed to talk about it <laughs> he's, I don't know are you do you consider yourself a political guy yeah I love politics oh okay yeah. so then we are utilizing you him. did until today we're yeah. utilizing him well I like to utilize the best of our guests but uh, no I, I thought it'd be good to have him on because he's actually going to UFC 205 this weekend um, which pisses me off because I really want to go but <laughs> tickets are like minimum $700 right Crazy. now how much are you paying to go uh, I'm not paying <laughs> Wow. Um, yeah, so today I went to the open workouts for UFC. So for people who don't know, this is something they kind of do. Every week of a fight, they, they do a lot of stuff. It's mostly for the fans and for press and just build up that kind of shit. Um, but they basically just had, like, the top fighters come out. They do a little workout routine. They do a quick interview. It's free for fans. I went and it was really cool. Conor McGregor was there, Eddie Alvarez, Woodley, Wonderboy, Joanna, and Carolina, the six people fighting the championship fights. Um, and it was pretty dope. And then uh, I was going to this thing at the Garden, which was, they were broadcasting at a live UFC show. So I was going to go to that. Like all those, a lot of those same people were there. Um, and yeah, I just fucking love the UFC. I, I think it's great that it's in New York right now. Um, yeah. So <laughs> what were we gonna ask Noah <laughs> about here? I don't know. Tell us about UFC. How did you get your ticket to, to UFC? Uh, I work for like, like a magazine. Uh, you got a press pass, I basically. Yeah, okay, pretty much. You don't have to elaborate on the press pass. Press passes are cool. I think our viewers or listeners know what press passes are. Yeah, I used to um, work for New York One, or I was an okay, intern. Don't tell your Yankees dugout story. Or- I, don't, I don't have a story. I just want to say that I used to get to be in the locker rooms, and it was cool. That's amazing. Man. Yeah. And I saw Ike Davis's penis. <laughs> I knew. It. Well, that's what I was trying to get you to avoid. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, the UFC. It's been very controversial. Like, uh, so the reason this New York event is so huge, this is the first New York event they've had in 20-something years. UFC has only been around 23 years, um, and they had New York very early on, but New York banned it because there was some, I think the governor, like, way back when was like, this is violent, and it's basically dogfighting for humans, blah, blah, we're not doing it. So it just became legal not that long ago. Um, so they had, like, the biggest card ever. Um... Where am I going with this? But uh, I think... Predictions? No, 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 no. I'm making a point about the nature of sport. Oh, football sucks and UFC is good? Uh, right, but I don't like football. So, I, yes, I can sound like a hypocrite like this because they're very... It's a, I mean, UFC is probably the most violent sport. These people yeah. are trying to knock each other unconscious. They're trying to break each other's arms. They're trying to make them bleed till they pass out. Uh, in football, like that's kind of the reason why I don't like football is because it's just a violent sport masquerading as like a game. Where UFC, that they, they don't hide it or whatever. 
Um, so That's yes, crazy. I'm a hypocrite in that regard, but I think the UFC is better because it's a lot more fun to cheer for because they take the fans' interest in mind where it's not just like the, we're going to arbitrarily develop the schedule. They don't say like, okay, this guy's a number one contender, or this guy's a number three contender, or like we're going to just do it all based on rankings. They, they make the fights that people want to see. So it's like if there's a popular mm-hmm. star, like Conor McGregor, obviously, he does whatever the fuck he wants because he's so popular. Um, and they kind of base it off that model where it's just purely entertainment-based and they give the fans what they want. So I, I like the UFC for That's that. Cool. I, uh, I'm not a big UFC fan, but I was watching some videos of McGregor the other day of shit that he says in his press conferences. He is insane. He's so what funny. is wrong with him? <laughs> He's hilarious. There's this video on YouTube. It's like Conor McGregor best insults. It's like eight minutes long, and he's just, yeah, that's, it's that's savage. It's so funny. <laughs> it's hilarious. Everyone should watch it. I'm trying to think if there's a question. I think I got to go to the press conference after. Yeah. Oh. So what are your what are your plans for the night? Like, take us through. They do you have Do you have an acti- Like, does did your job give you a certain set of things you need to do? No, or? not really. I sort of volunteered myself. Uh, you lucky I was, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, they make you show up pretty early. You have oh, to be there for all you, like yeah. the, the like the early card. Well, that card in of itself could be like a huge pay per view. That's how big this card is. Really? I mean, if they took McGregor off it, it would still be one of the biggest. Yeah, like the way they do it, like they have three sets. They have two sets of prelims. Where there's like there's internet fights, there's TV fights, and there's pay per view fights. If you took the TV fights, they could be a huge pay per view in and of themselves. Ah, okay. Uh, like the pay per view, you could break that up into probably like three pay per views. That's how big it is. Wow. So you, it's a good thing you're going early, bro. <laughs> right, so I'll be there early. I think I'll be there like five o'clock. Mm. And I just looked at the schedule. It's like the press conference is going to be like at two or three in the morning. So yeah. It's, wow. it's going to be a long ass night. Yeah. Can we help brainstorm questions to ask? Can we For have sure. I feel like the question is to be some somewhat business related. I Are you going to get, do you, do you know if you're going to get a question? No idea. No idea. Like, cause oh, if you, you raise your hand, like you're trying to, they could call on you. Is I've, I've honestly never been to a press conference. I've before. watched them before. I don't think it's that hard to actually ask a question. Like I think if you get, you I just think it'd be kind of fun to ask a question. Like, I just don't want to make an ass of myself. Right. Oh, but dude, at the first press conference they had, like when they announced the fight about a month, a month and a half ago, some dude from the audience came up and asked Eddie Alvarez, who McGregor's fighting, he he asked him, a, he didn't even ask him a question, he just started talking shit to him. He was like, I saw so that. he's like, so my question is, like, how are you going to question Conor McGregor's endurance when you yourself only go on five rounds once in your fucking lock, pussy, fuck you, mama! <laughs> he like, started like cheering at him, and McGregor just oh started laughing, God. he's like, hey, hey, fuck you, hey, hey, so good. You don't, you can like make a fool of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's not I think that, that guy was a fan though. I don't think he was a definitely. Member of the press. He got to ask a question. Right, <laughs> somehow. Yeah. I think it would reflect badly. I, I probably would not get invited back. If you did that, yeah, <laughs> well, that guy is kind of famous now. True. Know? I mean, he's like Twitter famous, probably. Yeah. That's a, that's famous. That's, that's just famous. yeah. That has to like be the Dan moment that you want to see. Don Trump started Twitter famous. Yeah. Or no, he started before that. <laughs> he was famous before Twitter. He was rich before he was famous. <laughs> yeah. But I guess the questions you ask are based on the outcomes of the fight. Yeah, probably. Um, I want to ask him something about like becoming a mogul. Something about it has to be like somewhat business related. Yeah, well, that's the thing too. At these press conferences, I mean, Conor McGregor is far and away the biggest star in the in the right. sport. Everyone's trying to be him right now. Everyone's, you know, he said this himself. Everyone's dressing like me. Everyone's talking like me. Nobody You're talking like me. I, I love him. <laughs> I, yeah, I'll admit it. But when you go to those press conferences, it's just like he's the only one that gets questioned. Yeah. Which I mean, you know, for the hardcore fans, it's like, oh, that's the other guy. But at the same time, it's what the people want. He's exciting. I mean, he brought the sport to the Asses for sure. Oh, he's the man. So you yeah. think you'll ask somebody else the question? I don't know if I'm going to ask a question. If you have a question to ask, McGregor's the guy to ask. <laughs> don't, don't squander the opportunity to ask some shithead no-name fighter. But if he loses, then he's just going to give you the whole, um, well, uh, you know, props to Eddie, you know, it was hard for blah, 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 yeah. you know, regroup, yeah, I respect him, blah, blah, blah. He's going to be very gracious. What do you think the odds are? Is he a favorite? He's favored. Yeah, he's uh, he's like minus 170 and he's oh, plus wow, 40. Close, like, I honestly, I think it should be a toss up. I think every fight should be a toss up, just because the nature of UFC. Like, obviously, yes. If like the biggest, if a heavyweight fights a featherweight, then yes, the heavyweight should be favored. But they, they're not. That's not how it works. Well, minus one seventy. That would mean that I never understood Alvarez. You want you want me to explain? Yeah. Minus one seventy would mean Alvarez is probably plus one thirty. They do pretty big. One forty. 
140. They do bigger um, spreads between the payouts for each guy in fighting than they do in other sports. Mm -hmm. I think because they happen more infrequently and they also know that people are going to bet on it no matter what because they're so big that they can widen the gaps and make it basically more expensive to bet and People will just do it anyway because they're going yeah. and they just do it. And they're covering their bases, so like no matter who wins or who loses, they're not losing too much on it. Really. Right. right. So it cost you seventeen dollars to win a ten dollar bet on McGregor uh, at minus one seventy, and it would cost you. You would make. You can bet ten dollars to win fourteen on Alvarez. So that the midpoint there is one fifty five, and one fifty five equates to low sixties percentage probability. So. Based on Vegas, it's somewhere around 61-39, I'm so glad to know this now. So in that regard, I see the fight as a toss-up. I would recommend betting on Alvarez. But well, 60-40 is close to a toss-up. Right, yeah. But I think it's less. I think Alvarez might even have an edge. I, I It's like so hard to tell, really, because mm-hmm. you know Connor's fought dudes that are way smaller than him. His yeah, entire career, I don't think he's, he's been tested. Him. I think he like built himself into a mogul, like I was saying before we started the podcast. Yeah. Is that he branded himself into being such an exciting figure, but I don't feel like he's had the hardest fights ever. I think he got really lucky yeah. was with Jose that he knocked out. And Jose's a fucking midget, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and he had some great fights before that. He's yeah. definitely like super quick. Well, he's got all the credentials in the background. I mean, he he's in his first like a European smaller fighting production, he held belts at both of these weight right. classes already. So he's right. done it. I mean, he's fought at these ways. He's got a huge boxing background. It's definitely not a nothing, no doubt. Yeah, I think he's like a junior boxing champion as well. Mm-hmm. Like that's why, like he's got all his uh, all his wins come from knockouts primarily. He's not going to go to the ground. He's not going to submit or yeah, exact dudes. He's just going to knock dudes out. Has he tested any? Has he been tested against anyone world class? So in grappling, I mean, he lost to Nate Diaz. He got submitted by him. Right, exactly. But I think that was a product of him gassing out. I mean, he's also fighting at a higher, much higher weight class, True. higher than he's fighting this fight at. Even. And I thought that third fight was a total toss up too. Right, he could have. You could have said he lost that. One. Yeah. If it went on for another minute, he probably would have lost. Yeah, and you just watch <laughs> that fight, and it's like there's a lot of guys he could yeah. lose to, and it's he, tough. I mean, five minute, five five minute rounds—that's a long time. Think about it. You're throwing these punches with everything you have. Of course, man, it's crazy. I mean, everyone thinks like if I ever get in a street fight, all oh, yeah, I'll bomb this dude, knock him out, blah blah, whatever. You get fucking tired when you're throwing those punches. Like I haven't been in many fights. Well, I, you I, used to talk like that, remember? When right. You used to yeah. say that you'd beat anyone in a fight because you'd be willing to go to the. I'm death. willing to die. <laughs> yeah, whatever. That's no, the defining factor. Dumb, in the fighting I would definitely get. Really tired, really quick. Yeah, you were you were drunk when you made those comments. right. And drunk people, I, that's what drunk people think. Like, yeah, I don't kill anyone. <laughs> how much? How, like, if you throw, if I threw ten punches as hard as I possibly could in a matter of a minute, I would be gassed out, and I wouldn't sure. be able to throw a punch as hard yeah. as I could after that. Like, and these dudes do it for twenty five. And minutes. they're grappling and they're kicking and they're getting hit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that zaps you too. Getting hit is horrible. I did, uh, I did. I sparred one time in my life. I did a boxing match against one of my friends in his basement. How old were you? Uh, I was. We were in college. I was probably twenty. Uh, He's a little younger. He's so like eighteen you were or nineteen. Almost a fully formed adult. Yeah, almost. I'm like not quite there yet. But yeah, at that point, I was even less. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, he, I'm trying to think of our heights and weights at the time. He's like five five. Um, Maybe 170, 180. I don't, I don't know exactly. He, he was weight, he was like um, bulkier than me. Oh, like he was short stout. He was like a little fat, but you know, yeah, stout. short and stout. Yeah. But like had done boxing and was athletic and good so at it. And I had never boxed before. And I, I I was in pretty good shape then. I'm like a little under six you feet. You work out. You go to the gym. Yeah. You bench. No, I'm trying to remember oh, then. Yeah, right, I guess yeah, I was yeah. working out then. We were probably about the same weight, but I I was leaner and definitely more just generally athletic and. For a while, we were just jabbing back and forth. And for a while, I mean like 20 or 30 seconds. And then he just, I don't know where you get the power from. I guess it's training. And he just called me in the chin with an uppercut. We were wearing the helmets. We had the the, the gear on. Yeah. And I, I got hit in the chin through the padding. And I was just like, I'm done. I don't want to play anymore. I don't want to do this. Anymore. This well, is yeah, not there's fun. There's so much that goes play. into it. I mean, there's footwork. There's like an inertia. There's like placement there's so much that goes in and that right. little bit of training that's what makes Connor so good he's incredibly technical right and he lands those shots and they just put people to sleep right uh it's funny like i love having this our other friend max who's another huge ufc fan i went with him to stuff today shout out to max, hey, max. <laughs> um <laughs> but we always try to talk about like what <laughs> like we talk about ridiculous outcomes like uh Joanna and jay chick is the 115 pound women's strawweight champion 
And like I've been going back and forth on whether or not I could beat her in a fight. <laughs> Probably um, not. Right? And I've come to the conclusion she weighs 115 pounds. I weigh about 190 pounds. So okay. what's that? 85, 75 pounds on her. Yep. There you go. I'm not good at math. Um, but I think for that reason and that reason alone, if we were fighting to like kill each other, I'd probably win because I could just smother her and suffocate her. And I don't. You'd think have to get her to the ground. Right, and she's not going to knock me out. I don't think. But if we're in a UFC fight and we're going five rounds, she's definitely going to win. Right, she's going to land way more punches. She's going to yeah. land better punches. I'm going to gas out. I'm going to be tired. And if like if it come down to it, I would just have to lay on top of her and try to like choke her or smother her or something. <laughs> she'd so, crush you by she'd win a decision like, right, by a but lot. She's she's yeah. hundred and fifteen pounds. Like I think I can I can I don't know, they punch so much harder than yeah, she's never knocked anyone out. Well, the and other she's th- fighting other 115 pound women. But the other thing about fighters is, but if I fall around Rousey, I'm pretty sure I'd lose. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh are, well, I mean, have you seen the scene in Entourage? She crushes. Yeah, I would 100 lose. Yeah, uh, well, I'd definitely beat Turtle too. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe. But um, why are we talking about Turtle for the second time? On uh, podcast? Yeah, it's only it's seven episodes. Yeah. Sorry, make your point. <laughs> uh, oh, my point was that. Fighters fight at something like 20 or 30 pounds below what they actually weigh in real right. life, right? Well, when they're actually fighting, they're up towards that actual weight. It's when they she weighs in at 115, yeah. but they weigh 140 when she's actually in the ring. That's so crazy. Though, I don't right? think so. For women, I'm not sure. It. But yeah, for like McGregor, he walks around. He fights at, he holds the belt at 145. He's fighting at 155. He walks around closer to 175, 180. Right. He's so a he's, big dude. And he's shedding that much weight. And they're working out constantly. Their body's burning so much weight. They work out six to eight hours a day. But what is it? Just water weight? That yeah. Well, they, there's a whole weight cutting mechanism that you do. Like, you, you stop eating, like, foods yeah. that hold water. You don't eat any sodium or anything like that. What? Like, leading, like, the couple weeks leading up to the fight. Don't you they, like, really test you, though, to make sure you're not super hydrated? Tested, yeah. Um, but they do it. They've actually. It was actually very controversial. A lot of fighters were like getting sick from it and like getting right. fucked. It's up. It's really fucking bad for but your body. Change, yeah, they change their processes to they weigh. They have to weigh in way earlier now. I think it's like twelve hours earlier. They do the weigh in in the morning or okay. something before the fight, so they have way more time to rehydrate and bolt back up. But in that, what is it, twenty four to thirty six hours between the weigh in and the fight, they're putting on like fifteen to twenty pounds. How does that? What is that? I have no idea. It's a lot of water. It's something I've never done. So. Well, I, I used to see, um, I'm sure you've seen it too, wrestlers in high school would carry water bottles around and, and just spit, spit into them all day. Yeah. And I think that it's somewhere around 10 pounds of weight just from water that you're keeping out of your system. But that's so bad for your brain and for just your overall functionality. Yeah. Like, how do you fight that? I, I mean, especially if you're a high school wrestler who's I just know. not even good. You're just destroying your body at, like, 15 years old. And these kids don't know yeah. the proper nutrition and, like, right. dieting techniques. I mean, these professional athletes have it. Like, these Stats. are world-class yeah, athletes. Right. They have coaches and nutritionists. They're being monitored trainers, constantly. And they're still getting sick and fucked up from it. So if high school kids with their dumbass fucking gym coaches and yeah. teachers, like, <laughs> tell them, cut the fucking weight, Sturmer, like, like like, okay, let me go run in a garbage bag and spit into a bottle for the whole I'm just going to make myself days. vomit and then I'll be so I can, the right For way. what? To fucking compete in my JD wrestling match? Like, uh, I didn't wrestle, by the way. This is what I saw kids doing in high school. Yeah, it's like, too. it's damaging. It's, scary. it's terrible. Yeah, which these kids are, their bodies are growing and they're just like going up right. into 40 it's pounds. It's not good for you. What sport would you let your children play in high school? Uh, golf, <laughs> golf, <laughs> basketball, baseball. Soccer. Soccer. Yeah, baseball is kind of dangerous too. Soccer with headers, concussions. That's football. a thing. Well, what sports wouldn't you let them play? Well, football. I, I would not. Wrestling. I'd let them wrestle. Wrestling. Well, you don't. I wouldn't let them wrestle because of the culture of wrestling. I guess. Teams. Yeah. And what we were just talking about right. about the nutrition. Yeah, that's. I'm so, so dumb. I was thinking like, well, football, you're getting hit in the head all the time. Wrestling, you're just like. Playing touch and grab. We just fucking <laughs> talked about it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I forgot about the yeah, The soccer concussions thing too is starting to become a thing because of the headers. Yeah. There's um oh, yeah. certain there's certain leagues in certain schools that don't allow you to use your head to hit the ball until a certain age now. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, wow. Lacrosse like could be like that too. Lacrosse is a high impact sport, yeah. but it's very hockey popular. for sure. Hockey. Hockey doesn't have checking in high school. Uh, yeah. Actually, I'm not sure. It depends on where you play. But you can't coddle your kids though. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, yeah. head injuries are a little different than yeah, that's others. True. That's true. Just have them go to the gym and lift weights and get really strong that way, or maybe do fighting, but like head punches are not like allowed. Golf, kids. Golf is the best. Sport. Golf is so fun. <laughs> golf is tight. Golf in high school. You, you guys are probably chill. better golfers than me. It's not that fun for me. I'm really bad at golf, and I don't have that much fun when I do it, but I just right. love it for some reason. I agree with that, actually. <laughs> it's, you can do so many other activities while you're out yeah. there. And it's <laughs> You do have this tendency to whiff occasionally and then just crush one on the next swing. Yeah, I'm, just a, like, I'm a high variance. Yeah, there was one hole 
hole he had where it was a par five. He had a 300-yard drive down the middle, literally missed the ball in the second shot, hit the third one near the green, like flubbed the chip for four, and then chipped in for par. I was like, what? How, who plays like this? What the hell is going on? I can't really re- – I, I won my club championship I know, a few congrats. months. That's awesome. Yeah, that didn't really progress from talking about me. <laughs> I just like, said hey, I did all this. I won my club championship by like, yeah, I like to brag. Brag, I like to brag about yeah. myself. I'm Congrats. fucking good at golf. Congrats, bro. You know, I'm proud just of you. Come at me in golf, dude. I'll fucking I saw you guys. <laughs> That's why we're partners. <laughs> we have this thing where we, oh yeah, the, the trophy's okay, I guess. We um, haven't drank out of it yet. We gotta do that. We gotta do it. Well we gotta play the um the college matchup that we used to play where it was me and you against it's uh it would be me and Stern versus our other two friends. And we actually had a few other combinations because there were one or two other guys. But it was usually Mies and I because he's the best and I'm the worst. And uh, no matter what the and teams were, we are like pretty good. Yeah, they're both like they're about average, but like I'm considerably worse and Mies is like pretty pretty bad. But we literally tied every time. Yeah, I don't know how no that happened. What. Well, I used to be friends with this kid in high school who had a, he actually like owned his own course out in Ohio. What? He was like the worst golfer ever. Shout out to Isaac. <laughs> That's Isaac, if you're listening, let, can we play? And we always have foursomes, and it'd be, we would team up, same exact thing, and it'd be like best ball, we play it. Whatever, whatever. I think yeah, no, that's well, a, that's a format. I think yeah. golf is the best sport though because you can play it at any age. You can be very young, and then golf's yeah. the only sport. Like I used to get made fun of for playing golf in high school. I mean, I guess it's like more. You fucking nerd! You play golf, right? Like, all my friends played baseball and other uh, stuff, and they're like, oh, "We're playing jobs, golf." And we got our varsity. They're jackets. like, "Oh, you're playing golf because you suck at baseball." And I'm like, "Kind of," but <laughs> when we get out of high school, how many of you? Like, a couple of them went on to play college, but like, I'm like. How many of you gonna be playing baseball when you're 40 fucking years old? I'm gonna be golfing, and you guys are gonna be asking me to go golfing. Love and that's man. how, looking looking now, we're only 25, and then motherfuckers are asking me to go golfing. I didn't see anybody playing baseball these days, so fuck baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Noah, Noah is bitter about baseball. I don't know, I don't wanna get to a baseball talk. Right. Indians fan. Oh, uh, true. Oh. I actually was cool about it, to be honest. The, you were okay? the way that the Cubs won it reminded me of the way the Cavs won it. Well, yeah. you got the Cavs. I, I honestly, I would have like I would have cried 100 percent if the Cavs. Well, Cleveland's won. having a good year though, and so. the Indians you're, like, flubbed it that bad. You're more into the Cavs than the Indians. Yeah, I definitely am. And honestly, just to win something, it was huge for the city. Right. We're not we're not a greedy people. Yeah. Well, you guys fucking voted for Trump though. True. Does that make them greedy or just stupid? That's that's what that's what I, yeah I was, I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a good year for Cleveland, though. You got the Cavs winning it. We have the Republican convention. Uh, Ooh, nice. Steve Miocic, well, uh, the heavyweight champion of the UFC, is from right, Cleveland. True. That fight was... <laughs> was he made the World fight. Series. Like, you made it. Like, he was the guy who won the fight in Cleveland, right? Didn't they yeah. have, like, a hometown fight? Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Well, he beat the previous heavyweight champion, who was Brazilian, in Brazil to win the belt, which uh, is huge. Because, yeah. like, Brazil probably likes MMA more than... They the gave him his own little, like, float in the Cavs parade. Well, he's the man dude yeah. he's in new york i want to beat him but he's dope um all right do you want to talk about anything else because i wouldn't talk about we like, just hit an hour and i feel yeah, like that's a good amount i want to talk about like comedy and stuff but anyway, trying to so. you, you trying to come back sometime yes 100 that's cool yeah, yeah. Our, the last few guests was been, well not all of them but some of them have been like hey can i come back She's like, uh, no, we're supposed to ask. We ask. Yeah. And then you're supposed to be like, eh, maybe. Like, I got stuff to do. Like, maybe I'll come back. See, this, this last part of this podcast was fun. Like, I feel like our topics weren't as strong. We're kind of just bullshitting. But, like, the beginning, we kind of just had to cover it. Like, do you feel an obligation to cover it because it's socially relevant at this uh, point? Well, people demand answers. They yeah, they we're trying to know what you guys think. People want to yeah, right. really care what we have to say about things. Like, I don't know. This is why I don't like politics because this is why I deleted my Facebook too because everyone's an expert. Yeah. Everyone's got their expert fucking opinion on everything. Like, I know. I've admitted like 10 times on this podcast. I'm not an expert. I'm fucking yeah. stupid. Well, I try to talk about the things that I'm particularly knowledgeable in like probabilities and yeah. Um, we sound knowledgeable. Yeah, but in terms of actual policies, I don't want anyone to get the idea that we really think that we're... Well, maybe Noah. I don't know. He, he's more into it than we are, but yeah. I don't, I don't think that would be good for anyone. Don't listen to me. <laughs> Trump, if you're <laughs> that's out there, not, do the opposite. Well, I mean, that's the nature of a lot of things, too, I think. Like, the whole idea of people being experts... I mean, I think that I'm realizing nowadays is just so dumb. Like, oh, yeah. people who come off as experts, they're just, they're like I said, fake until you make it. They yeah. have the platform, they have the microphone. Some people are, but there's a lot of uh, decoys out there. Yeah, exactly. Sure. I mean, I find people all, all the time in my life, like, you know, I'll go somewhere, 
like today I was I was at this UFC thing and I asked someone who worked for Fox Fox Sports One like where do we go to find this and they had no fucking clue but they were like bullshitting it and it's like they sent me somewhere I was like I know you're wrong so I was like I know how you're how to do your job better than you do and like you work for this network I mean I think I could be the general manager of more than half of major sports franchises you probably could do a better job you could probably coach more of these teams yeah. too oh just the whole God. idea of expert and like these people on ESPN like we hate ESPN. And like these pundits on these political channels, like they just and people think they're right and think they're smart just because they're on TV and they're getting. They must have done something right to get there. Well, Trump's the fucking president. What did yeah. he do? Well, ESPN owns Five Thirty Eight to bring it full circle. So if uh, you're not calling things correctly, you know why. Nate Silver uh, is stupid. No, no. <laughs> people get it wrong sometimes. He also nailed the World Cup like yeah. a few times. No, don't people don't know that about Nate Silver. He doesn't only predict elections. He predicts a lot of stuff, and he's yeah. pretty good at predicting basically everything. But I like Nate because he doesn't he doesn't represent it as his own opinion either. He just, right. like the he's numbers very, say. He's very objective. He says these are what the numbers say. Yeah. By the way, um, I think I showed this to you, but Aaron Schatz, who works for Football Outsiders, he. Uh, he said that his sister, to, or not his, his, his daughter, his daughter said that she wanted to die this morning, <laughs> and people were tweeting at him like, "Good that she deserves to for that." Wait, who is this? He's uh, Football Outsiders. It's a football analytics uh, site. How old and is his daughter? I don't know. He's not, not that old of a guy yeah, yet. She can't daughter. be. She can't be more than like high school. Probably younger. I would think well, she's, she's gonna have younger. to grow up in Trump's America now. <laughs> but someone said something funny. It was like, "Yeah, she." Uh, she, well, even if she doesn't want to, now she will when she grows up and sees how bad her dad is at making football betting picks. <laughs> That's like, just people on the internet. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, like, I, I know from experience that he gives that advice. So it's like, oh, I, I know what this is about. So I, like, I thought that. But no, that's what it's I think those jokes are kind of funny. Yeah. They, there's, there's a point where the joke is is funny but it's also terrible like where you chuckle for a second and then it's like no 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 don't don't actually yeah. do this i think that's a lot of the jokes that are on like the memes today and stuff yeah but it's still yeah the whole thing is depressing yeah. do you want to end on a really sad note or say something exciting before? um i'm cool with the sad ending leave people uh, feeling somber like they should yeah no, let's end on this what are the three things you're looking forward to in the most in the next seven days <laughs> All right, I'll be at UFC 205. On Number Saturday. one, me too. Not going to be there, but also looking forward to it. Yeah, right. me too. Looking forward to it also. Uh, a buddy of mine from college is now like a chef. He ooh, does these like pop up dinners yeah, in so, New York. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to go to a dinner he's cooking on Sunday. Do want, does he have a restaurant? Or is he no, he does like pop up dinners oh, where? Uh, every like month or so. It's cool. a pretty cool gig. I'm trying to think, what else do I have? You're excited about two things? Those two are pretty good. Those aren't bad. Yeah. Better than I feel like I got something right. else. Who knows? Writing or reading more stuff about the election? Yeah, I just wrote a long essay that I'm hoping will get published, but I don't think it's going to get published. Oh, well, uh, I'm hoping it does. You can put it on social media, maybe. <laughs> just yeah. like throw it up there on Facebook. That's cool. what I do. I mean, my shit's not published on my blog. I just kind of... Yeah, you can... Well, if it doesn't get published, we'll put it on preaching Yeah, just kind of throwing out there that I have Oh, yeah, blog, I actually you do can, have some can, things can, I would like to yeah, write. Yeah, no one's going to be a new writer on Preaching Sense. Is there, yeah, a, is there a specific subject area that you uh, Fuck no. We're preaching some sense, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. nothing stupid. I know. Then I have some things I have to say. The um, the overall theme that I've been sort of putting together is that we're picking apart irrational human behavior, okay. which is very, very broad. But yeah, we're basically trying to help you think better. Yep. Just like, why are you doing that? Oh, Mine this would just why. be some election bullshit again, so oh, okay. it might be too boring. Yeah. You, can, you can veto it privately when we're not talking and people can, okay. can we'll, hear my we'll, we'll for now say that it can go on. All right. It can go on. I, I appreciate the chair. All right. That's a happy note. Got another staff writer. We yay, have two. Yay. 50% <laughs> increase. I say we, but I'm, I haven't Yeah, done that's anything. true. It's actually a 100% increase. I'm I have only not done anything for this <laughs> I'm an occasional proofreader. <laughs> All right. Cool. Good stuff. Thanks for coming on, Noah. I hope to have you back. See you soon.